ask about Planicorp. Sorry, I don't know You know, it's a factory down in Mexico. It's outside my knowledge. One of 20 being built in third world countries. Outside. Where there's no laws to protect the air. Build where it's hot, because you like it hot, Gordy. Don't you? Zane, if you force me to answer you, what you will be hearing is your own death sentence. Because right now, as much as you think you know, you don't know the half of it. Right now, you're just one little guy with a big conspiracy theory and no proof, and the world is full of them. So, Zane, you take great care in what else you choose to learn. They're terraform factories, aren't they? Pumping out greenhouse gas. Now you're dead. You're changing the air, temperature, and the whole ecosystem. We're just finishing what you started. What would have taken you 100 years, we'll do in 10. Just speeding along your own demise. Like you spent Calvin along. And along a green, right? If you can't tend to your own planet, none of you deserve to live here. And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. This week, we're going to discuss a film riding on the coattails of the X-Files phenomenon starring Charlie Sheen, Lindsay Krauss, and Richard Schiff. It's 1996's The Arrival. And we also have a special guest this week. Uh, I'd like to introduce Rob. Rob, say hi. Hi, Rob. Good, good. Yes, you are, Rob. Um... Let's uh let's go over some uh, sci-fi news. What do you got this week, Rob? Uh well, uh there's not a whole lot other than uh, Netflix just uh, released three movies or shows or something. Well, <laughs> what did not, they release? I don't know. They just uh, well they didn't release. They announced. I'm sorry. I, I was ba- I was wrong on that. One is called Oh my God, uh, Warrior Nun. The other one is October Faction, and then the third is the Island. Have no idea. The Island is in an island. No, or? no, like I dash land. It is about an island. Oh, okay. So it's island spelled with an i spelled like an island, just with a dash in between the right. i and the land. Yeah, no s. Yeah, I read the an s article about it. Basically, what it is, it's like Survivor. There's progressively greater challenges, and they have to survive. Oh, and it's got, what, some kind of sci-fi bent to it? I guess so. I actually have sci-fi news. What do you got this week, Red? You never have sci-fi news. What are you talking I know, about? I know. I'm too busy doing other things. No, it's on, uh, it's called uh, uh, Extinct. It's going to be on uh, Dish Network, and it's going to be on uh, DirecTV only. According to Den of Geek, an Earth completely wiped out, humans gone, resources barren. That's not an ideal world to live in. Now imagine an alien race plops a few humans back on the planet 400 years later. What would survival look like? Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. And it's supposed to fire up October 1st at 7 p.m. Mountain, 9 p.m. Eastern on either of those two carriers. So there you go. Very nice. 
so we're screwed because we're in Central. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, There's pretty no much, math yeah. involved. There's, Sweet. Yeah. We don't get anything unless it's, it specifically says Central. Yeah. Makes sense to me. <laughs> so the only thing that I have this week is uh, the Dark Phoenix and Captain Marvel trailers both dropped this week, and both of them actually look really good. Uh, the Captain Marvel trailer looks pretty pretty gritty. Um, I actually got a chubby. Uh, did you? Yes. Because okay, Captain Marvel. Are we talking DC or Marvel? No, this is Marvel. This is this is uh, Captain. So it's the female. Yeah, it's it's okay. well. I mean, so Captain Marvel has been a few different characters, but yes, it's it's being played as as uh, Carol Danvers in this version. She's she's kind of the quintessential Captain Marvel, but yeah, um, I like Shazam. Well, yeah. So that's the DC Captain Marvel, right? That's the one I was asking. Now, is it DC played or by Marvel? Chuck? Played by Chuck. Well, okay, Zachary Levi, but uh, he was Chuck. Oh, is he TV the one that's going to play Shazam? Yep. yep, yep oh, okay. Yep. Well, I heard they got Dwayne Johnson to play. Uh, yeah, but he's playing Black Adam. Black Adam, yeah. yeah. But he's not black. Well, neither was Black Adam. Oh, well, that's confusing. Dwayne Johnson isn't black. No, he is. I know. <laughs> the character itself, though. Well, I mean, yeah, who cares? So if he had like a red suit on, he'd be red at him? Uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, or he could be Shazam. And the Dark Phoenix is looking actually pretty good, too. Um, what the hell kind of preview would Dark Phoenix have? There'd be a blinding flash of light, a pair of pissed off female eyes, and roll credits. Well, that's that's probably the end of the movie, but this is actually <laughs> this is actually showing kind of the transition of Jean oh. Grey into the Dark Phoenix and the. I was going to say when you when, when Dark Phoenix shows up, it's done. Yeah, it's done. You're you're fucked. It's over. You are fucked. So my my girlfriend's exact response to watching that trailer was, um, but she's so young. It happens when Jean Grey is really old. Mm. I had nothing to go on that. That was her response. She was confused. Well, so she's used to the cartoon. <laughs> yeah, no. And the Dark Phoenix saga happened what in the early early to mid seventies, right? Was it like seventy four when they released that comic series? No idea. Somewhere around there. So it was in the seventies, and it may have been a little later. Um, but the the X Men just came came about. 1967 or so yeah so she wasn't I that say it was right before tet yeah so she wasn't that old uh whenever she was originally the dark phoenix she was probably early mid-20s at the latest because they were teenagers when xavier first exactly and that's that was one of the appeals when it was released was because of the entire war movement and anti-war movement going on in america during the 60s in vietnam well the, and the civil rights movement too Sure, the, the and so they're trying were, to, but they they were really focusing though on the the voice of the youth and how the youth felt like they lacked ability and power and influence, and then of course, what better way to address that than a group of mutant teenagers? Right, and they were also you know an analog to the civil rights movement because mutants were were basically being you know shoved out of society, persecuted. persecuted. Right, absolutely. I think now is a great opportunity to get to know Rob. What do you say? You have any questions for Rob and maybe what kind of sci-fi chops he brings? Sure. Um, Kirk versus Picard. Oh, yeah, that's a classic question. 
Uh, are we talking um, the uh, original Kirk, or are we talking original, the new original Kirk? Kirk. Uh, let's see, Kirk versus Picard. I'm kind of a Picard man, just because it's a little more uh, restrained. I'm sorry, I'm having trouble hearing him. My my bullshit filter. Uh, I apologize. He says uh, he says he's a Picard person. Yeah, I'm, is that what he said? Yeah, that is what I, I said. I heard you up until there was a word with a P. I'm sorry. Um, and, and then it, 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 I don't know. Something's yeah. weird. The only reason is because that's what I grew up on. Well, I God, speak. God, you are such a baby. Yeah, I speak fluent you know bullshit, it. so I was able to interpret what he's saying. But okay, he, he's, it's, it's basically to translate, I am wrong and I know nothing. So it's. Is that what he said? Yeah, that's, that's basically what he said. See, I thought we were going to talk about fantasy. that's a whole different podcast oh no i i feel you rob i do i think they both have their uses i do right if you want my long my long-standing position on picard is he is an admiral without the rank true that if you want somebody to go in and bore the enemy to death talk something to death then yes you definitely want to send picard if you want somebody to go in and get shit done and just you know Get it done and be done with it, then then Kirk's your guy. So Picard is the United Nations and Kirk is NATO. Got it. Right. Yeah. Picard's kind of the United Nations on Valium. On Valium. Right. Okay. Uh your turn. Throw a question at him. Let's let's get this exposed. Uh so what is your your favorite sci-fi movie or series? You know, you could have given this to me ahead of time. Oh, so no, no, that, that right? breaks all the fun. Yeah. Black sincerity. <clears throat> uh, favorite series or what have you. I'm thinking you he's know, a Space 1999-er. Well, oh, right, now, so. right now I would have to say uh, I'm really enjoying the Expanse series on sci-fi. Yes. Well, okay, Amazon coming next season. Uh, Amazon picked him up for, for the next season. Um, I've read the books and everything like that, and I really like it because it's more real, I guess. Uh, you know, they uh, it's not warp drives and all that kind of stuff. It's actually science that could work. So it's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I absolutely agree. And you're one up on me on that because I haven't, I haven't read the books yet. But, yes, the portrayal of, you know, actual physics and science in that, in that uh, series is, is excellent. So, um, But, I mean, they do get into a, a sci-fi ac- uh, aspect with, you know, the... Um, proto-molecule. The, yeah, proto-molecule. I don't want to give up too much because in case, you know, our listeners haven't seen it yet. And Red I hasn't seen, seen it. it so. They all die. Every one of them. Every, everybody They died. all find out yeah. they were actually on a space station and they were already dead, right? Right, mm-hmm. right, yes. yeah. Yes. Rocks they survived fall. a crash on a space station. They it's were all, all a dream. Dead. And there was a polar bear on the space station. Yes, it's all a dream. Got it. All right, your turn. Let's let's give him one last question and then we'll jump into this, this movie that they made in the 90s. Okay. Um... You've got a Federation fleet and an Imperial fleet. Who's going to win? Minus Jedi and Sith. No Jedi or Sith. <laughs> you should have seen the look that came across his face. It was like he smelled a fart. Jedi. 
Oh, man. Um, Federation's got more technology. I think uh, I think they might win on the technology side, uh, but if it came out to like a no-holds-bar fist fight type deal, uh, they got more... Uh, Imperials have more firepower, I think. Well, they do, but I'm just thinking if it came down to a boarding action, what would be better, a bunch of red shirts dying or a bunch of stormtroopers missing? <laughs> well, that would be the first time that a uh, red shirt went down and uh, got into a conflict and survived the encounter. I, I, I well, don't know, because I could see the stormtroopers shooting at each other and killing all the red shirts. It, it, I guess it depends. It's kind of like that that classic scenario of what happens when an immovable object hits an unstoppable force because, you know, stormtroopers inevitably miss, but red shirts inevitably take the shot. So right. what happens at that point? Exactly. Well, it wouldn't be a Mexican standoff. I guess we could call it a Caucasian sit down. Get together. Yeah. Yeah. Something like so, that. A Caucasian so. fall down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you ready for the? So he uh, passes muster. He he does. He he passes muster. He's he's got some he's got some chops. We'll we'll. And he passes gas when we were doing that sound check earlier. You That's know true. it. Yeah. Sensitive microphone. Very. Well, sensitive. I'm assuming he was wearing the headset. Well, well actually, it was appropriate. It was going through my laptop, so. Uh, and yeah. he was kind of confused on how the microphone worked. He had his butt up to it, so. It's a headset, not a cod piece, right? Right. Okay. All right. Are we ready for the pod crawl? Oh, I'm ready to crawl all the time. Well, let's do it. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. A lady strolls through a field of wildflowers in the middle of the Arctic, the Antarctic. Where the hell is she? Mulder's dorkier cousin does his best Jodie Foster meets John Goodman in The Big Lebowski. Sane's girlfriend calls him up for a booty call but they pick up the Casey Kasem show on their big antenna and get super excited. They make a bootleg and bring it to their producer who tells them they don't have a show. Sane has consolation <laughs> sex and discusses his future with someone way out of his league. Especially with that haircut of his. Dr. Calfart's counter is demanding data from the government, like that's even legal. Zane's dim research assistant who doesn't know the difference between stars and satellites sells Zane and his backup system out as a quote-unquote DOD raid their data. Zane, the self-centered dick he is, interrupts his girlfriend's work to bitch about his problems and hamper her career. Zane devises a plan to MacGyver all the neighborhood satellites to create a mystical phased array. Zane grabs a kid who was peeping on him and then proceeds to launch stereotypes. The kid asks some great questions wanting to know what's going on but a science communicator Zane is not. Research assistant Dimwit gets an early morning visit from some landscapers. An adult asking a kid if he told anyone about their secret clubhouse is a giant red flag, always. Ah. Zane finds his signal again and it plays Tejano. Zane, who is also not good at science, thinks the Earth is talking to Wolf 314. Zane's RA is dead now, but the paramedics make sure to ventilate his dead body on the way to the county hospital. News flash, Central Mexico has some air pollution issues. Zane heads to Mexico to find his radio station, but it's had a slight fire-related programming interruption. Zane is broke, loses his job and his girlfriend, and his best friend is looking for her number. Sounds like Zane is ripe for a country music date. Zane's bath turns into a shower and he starts chasing Juan Valdez through the streets of San Mateo. 
Juan dislocates his knees and Michael Jordans his way up to a rooftop escaping Zane and his menacing flattop haircut. Zane finds a secret base in the Mexican jungle and drives to the front gate where he meets Dr. Calfarts then gets apprehended by security and brought in for questioning. Zane sees his old boss disguised with a Groucho Marx mustache as he and Dr. CF are released back into the wild. The landscapers do some interior decorating to Zane's house because they offer all the services. Dr. Climatology shows Zane her vacation pics and gives the audience a primer on climate change. Zane shows how smooth he is with the ladies, which is not smooth at all. The smart doctor's room is invaded with Emperor Scorpion's courtesy of bendy knees. Zane is the clingy boyfriend who just can't let go and calls his ex to get some info on the mysterious power plants as Dr. Climate gets introduced to her new roommates. Zane wants to play modern-day Indiana Jones and sneaks into the power plant and witnesses the power plant getting an erection. Zane finds the source of all calfarts in the basement of the secret power plant that is run by, yep, aliens. Zane fondles some wet balls and finds an alien with its butt on backwards. Zane stumbles around a bit and gets spotted by an alien factory worker who then calls the police. Zane gets a makeover and somehow comes out with a worse haircut. Zane stumble fucks his way out of the plant and goes to the local police where he gets accused of drunken vehicular manslaughter because aliens have rights to dick. Dr. Scorpion Bait is found dead and Zane escapes to Los Angeles. Zane visits his old boss and plays X-Files with him. Zane goes to visit his junior research assistant, finds his house scrubbed clean, so he decides to take up golf. Zane's ex comes by, for reasons, and they all take a drive out to the desert. Zane's ex makes a phone call and stays cool under pressure in the desert sun while everyone else is sweating balls. Hey wait, does that mean she's one of them? The landscapers come to clean up the radio observatory with a sickle because apparently aliens can't use guns. Zane gets everything set up for his broadcast debut, but the littlest research assistant turns out to be a backwards butt and gives the master tape to old boss. The landscaping crew moves in for a little pruning but Zane brings an early frost and they go into hibernation for the season. Turns out the girlfriend wasn't one of them, or was she? Another Dyson Sphere vacuum cleaner drops and Zane et al climb up to the roof to escape after Zane grabs the tape from Boss Sickle. Zane gives his research assistant some constructive criticism and tells him to go back and refine his dissertation. The weather girl is interrupted by Zane's new conspiracy theory series and roll climate change credits. Very nice. Yeah, so... The Dyson Sphere. I kept thinking Wilson for basketball, like like the Globetrotters. Right. Well, I mean, so it was kind of a play on, you know, an actual Dyson Sphere and the Dyson vacuum. Oh, yes. Vacuums. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yours is way better than mine. <laughs> I was just seeing Metal Arc Lemon cleaning house. Rob did point out that that second Dyson Sphere was, was definitely bigger than the first oh, one that cleaned out his apartment. So. Well, if anybody can know what the size of a ball is, well, and Rob. Rob was definitely the one that pointed out uh, he was—he's the ball man. He's, he's I pointed the ball out guy. the wet balls. He did. Yep. He noticed those immediately. He was like, "Oh, he's going to fondle those balls." Oh, yes, he's fondling the balls. Mm. And myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, visual. <laughs> All right. So, what did you think of it? Oh well, Rob's the guest. I say, yeah. We let's him let's let's get his uh, commentary on this first. Well, you know, when I uh, when I was asked to do this, I was all excited because you know I like any movie that Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner are in. And then I found out it wasn't the latest arrival. And uh, oh my god, was it a late arrival? No, no. an early arrival. Um, 
what I'm a little upset about is apparently they thought this movie was good enough to make a sequel two years later. They did. You are absolutely right. They did. But the sequel was already better because uh, Charlie Sheen died before the show even started. So no Charlie Sheen and his god-awful goatee. Well, and we should we should clarify, Charlie Sheen didn't die. I mean, maybe his career, well, but his character. He, he didn't. His yeah. character in the movie did. He just moved in with his brother. <laughs> right. Which one? Uh, the nervous one that does the chiropractor. <laughs> so, yes, this was not a good movie. They also made a video game of it. Are you fucking serious? I am Dead serious. The Arrival was released on Windows in 1997. Oh, my God. I know what someone's getting for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. I'm a Mac guy. Oh, shit. The hell you are. I am now if you get me that fucking game for Christmas. Oh, so funny. Well, I like the movie. This You liked the movie? I liked it. I thought it was fun. Really? There yeah. were parts that weren't well, too bad. Everybody else in the world really disagrees with you. This bo- this movie had a... F- it was better than R.I.P.D. Okay. It, it was better than R.I.P.D. You are correct. I will give you that. But it's going to be hard to not be better than R.I.P.D. It was better than Space 1999. Again, another really low bar that's not hard to jump over. But there are lots of people that love both of those. Define uh, lots. Uh, I would probably count them in the tens of thousands on a global scale. Mm, I would have to take the under on that. Think so? I think so. I bet you there's at least twenty or 30,000 people all around the planet that think Space 1999 is awesome and that thought RIPD was amazing. I, yeah. Donald Trump is president. Oh, All I'm saying. Yeah, that's right. We live in bizarro world, so you're probably right. I'm not even going to give it a cool million shared, but I'll say there's tens of thousands. Well, this movie had a budget, a fairly modest budget, by the way, of $25 million and got back 14, just a little over 14 million of that. That's a shame. Yeah, that's that's a shame. Well, they're they're blaming it because Independence Day came out a month later. A far a month later, film a month later. better actors and a better budget and better special <laughs> effects. How dare they? <laughs> they had a month lead time, and they're blaming it on Independence Day. Yeah. Hey, I'm still blaming Milo graduation rank on Independence Day, and I graduated before the movie was ever conceptualized. <laughs> so... Yeah, the the special effects on this were were pretty awful too. I loved that lecture that they had going on with the terraforming guy when oh, yeah. he burst in there to go talk to his ex boss, and those awesome 3D graphics from 1996 on the terraforming structures on Mars. Yeah, yeah, I was that convinced. took me back. I was convinced. I was too. I could I could I visualize thought they were it. actual satellite vi- images. Yeah. It was was awesome. I was not convinced on how pissed off Charlie Sheen's character was, though. Yeah, he He was kind of like a wet noodle. 
I'm coming at you, bro. And like nobody was touching him and he just kept backing up. It's like, wow. <laughs> you lost your job. You're getting canned by uh, by your old employer uh, to even get another job. But, uh, you know, I'm going to throw insults at you. <laughs> That'll show you. But I thought it was very predictable. I thought it was... Uh, it was it was fun. It was a, I wouldn't call it campy, but it was fun. It kind of gave an interesting a concept. It wasn't the worst acting I've seen in a sci-fi movie. I wouldn't go out and buy it, but if it's three o'clock in the morning and you can't sleep, it'll get you through. It'll get you to sleep. Yes. So I mean, it seemed derivative. Um, it was yet another secret alien conspiracy movie. Um, the Charlie Sheen's character and his research assistant character seemed really dumb to be, you know, PhDs in their field, to be astrophysicists. Um, the misdirection that they tried to put on, on Charlie Sheen's ex-girlfriend seemed a little clumsy, although I did bite on it for just a bit. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um... So that that actually did work. It seemed well. That's because all females on Earth are a part lizard. They like it warm. They're always too cold. <laughs> that's, that's true. Well, and it was a little suspect that you know everybody's sweating and she's not, and she's in a pantsuit at the same time. Yeah, with know? an it's ascot. Because she's and... part lizard. They're thermostat wars. Right. And then of course nobody was looking at the kid, and he wasn't sweating either. But so I, I don't know. It's it. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. It definitely, it, the production values weren't awful, but they weren't great. Um, nothing was groundbreaking about it. The script kind of sucked. It was vaguely well, no, there, entertaining. There was groundbreaking in it when the giant phallic symbol came out of the ground. Oh, that's true. Yeah, when that when that giant alien satellite came up, and you know. But this, this, if anything, though, this movie did it just dashed my hopes, though. Dashed your hopes for what? It dashed my hopes for disclosure. For disclosure, we're never going to get it of, of aliens. We're never going to get it because there's always some overpowering government, something or other. And no matter how much truth you have, you will be eliminated. Or if you do survive, there won't be any proof. It's just frustrating. Really? I, I don't think, think it was the government, I think all those people were aliens. Oh, I think the government's involved somewhere. No, you think never? Yeah, the government is. I want them to make a movie where the aliens show up. The government tries to cover it up, and essentially the aliens put everybody in a in a in a PMAB restraint. No one's allowed to kill themselves. No one's allowed to hurt anybody else. You're told exactly this is what's going to happen, whether you like it or not. The end. (laughs) We're here. Deal with it. Well, it sounds like like everybody puts them in a force, like a a Jedi force freeze, whatever, and they just just deal with it. Just accept it. Just accept it. Like a kid throwing a fit in Walmart. Nope, this is it. This is it. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care who your daddy was. No, just no. Sit still. Sit. 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 Stay. Sit. Good human. Sit. That's what we need. It'll be a 10-minute movie. Well, it sounds like you've got some screenwriting to do. It will will make me happy because I am so tired of there always being something lurking in the shadows. Damn it, turn on the light. Lights get rid of shadows. Yeah, but lights let you know or let everybody know where you're at. You turn on a light and they're like, oh, there's somebody in there. 
Yeah. But they're trying to sneak around. They don't want lights on. <laughs> Did you just burp or puke? I was. That was a disgusted. Oh, <laughs> okay. As if something foul was in my taste buds. It's just such a bummer. There's always some kind of secret whatever. It's just getting a bit tired for me. No, I I, I hear you. Like I said, it, it was somewhat derivative. What was that movie that was so much fun where they had the cephalopods that showed up? The cephalopods? Yeah, the aliens. They, they, they spoke almost like an elephant language, and there were cephalopods. And the, the ships that appeared looked like um, kind of like obelisks that, was, that were standing on end. That was Arrival. Yeah, I enjoyed that because they showed up and they're here. I also rather enjoyed the Independence Day uh, movie when it first came out because they're there, they're over the cities. You can't deny it. Yeah, that was that was the movie that Rob just said he wished he'd watched instead of The Arrival. Yes. I mean, and also uh, a television series I really enjoyed based on a movie, Alien Nation. I like how that happened. Or District 9, another great movie. Oh, yeah. Alien Ship just appears. Alien Nation and District 9 I don't think are on the list. We need to get those on oh. there. They should be. They're very good movies. District Nine's pretty pretty entertaining. Even even uh, the movie, another South African based uh, film, uh, Jaffe. It's kind of like Short Circuit on acid. Oh, uh, that's Chappie. Chappie. Okay, Chappie. Jaffe. Chappie. Whatever. Yeah, it's it's got Deantvud in it. The punk guy and the punk girl that are teaching the robot how to be a gangster. They're actually a musical group called Deantvud. Put it on YouTube. You'll never be the same. But. Um, the uh, uh, I, I just I, I wish that like an Independence Day they had a scene, maybe just a minute or two of a bunch of guys in suits running around freaking out like you know with like an Illuminati ring on their finger or something going how are we supposed to cover this up how are we supposed to keep this okay you know s- secret I just love that I stand corrected it's, District Nine is can't. on the list Alien Nation is not well the TV series was pretty good too but you know I think the movie was better in general. I mean, it's got James Caan. Come on. Oh, we need to put V on here, too. Ooh. Oh, really? Hey, if we've got Alien Nation. The original or the new? Uh, we can do them both. Oh, no, we really shouldn't do both. Why don't we, why don't we do the, the new one and the old one simultaneously, and we can do a comparison? We could do that. Because, I mean, you do have pre-Freddy Krueger Robert Englund in the original. Oh, and you have uh, Adrian Paul in the original, too. You do? And, of course, you've got Deadpool's girlfriend in the new one. Yes. But she has nice short hair, so it... Intergalactic Woman's Day. Yeah, yeah. Is she in the new one? I guess. Yes. Yeah, she yeah, plays she, the queen. She was the queen in uh, V. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's been a while. Did that last more than one season? Because... Nope. Yeah. For some reason, I want to say it wasn't as good as the original. It uh, took too long to get to the... Um, well, the you say it wasn't it. as good as the original. I would say when the original came out, there weren't as many viewing choices. I mean, you basically had the four networks and limited cable and no TV shows on cable. It was just all movies. And very few of the movies, with the, like the exception of HBO or Showtime, were doing their own original productions. Well, but that doesn't mean that it was... So you um, have kind of a captive audience. It still doesn't mean that it was bad. I mean, there were... No, it wasn't bad, but I'm just... 
I don't know that it would handle the scrutiny of a modern audience. Well, I guess we're going to find out, huh? I guess we will. So much to do a review show and offer it up to the people to decide. Yeah. If only somebody would come up with that that concept. That'd be a great idea. We should uh we should find somebody to do that. I'm too busy smoking and drinking. But are you doing it in space? Well, technically. <laughs> but I mean, so you can't say that V wasn't a good series because it was on during that period when Alien Nation was its contemporary. Alien Nation was a lot better. I don't know that Alien Nation was a lot better. I think it was more real. Alien Nation was a buddy cop show that was kind of sci-fi. No, uh, you're talking the series. Yeah. I'm talking the movie. I, I, yeah, I don't remember the movie all that much. I think I've only seen that once. Well, I mean, you know, of course, the movie set the tone for the for the series, but essentially, it was just throwing aliens into the mix with humans, and it was a, a very big civil rights sure based show. Hilarious to see human minorities being bigoted. I mean, talk about the pot calling the kettle black. Oh, yeah, I see what you did there. Actually, I didn't mean to do that. That just happened. But, yeah, that did happen. But I, I can't claim credit for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just using that metaphor. Very hypocritical. So, yes, um, I think this movie had a lot of problems. Um, I thought it was fun. It was... It's not gonna. It's not gonna be a movie I ever watch again. So. Oh, me neither. <laughs> I hadn't planned on watching it again until this show. I never saw it, and I kind of wish I hadn't. But you know, it's it's normal nineties, <laughs> uh, fair. Yeah, grunge was real popular at the time. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Other than a just one or two examples. I don't know of any really good sci-fi movies in the 90s. I mean, they were all kind of derivative dreck like this. There was Independence Day. That was kind of something new, but it was more action movie than sci-fi. I mean, it definitely had a, a strong sci-fi element to it, but it was it was very much cut in the vein of, a, of an action movie. Um, there was Contact. Contact was really good, but Contact was the brainchild of Carl Sagan, so they would be hard-pressed to really fuck that up. Um, right. And it came out long before the movie did. That was, what, early 80s, late 70s when he wrote that book? Late 70s. So I'm trying to think of... Well... Jurassic Park was 90s. Yeah, Jurassic Park was, was good, and it was different. That's definitely sci-fi, The it's, Matrix. It's the Matrix. Yeah. Fifth Element. Fifth Element, Men in Black, Truman Show, Hey, you, Star Trek First Contact. Are considering the a, Truman Show sci-fi? Oh. Well, that's how it's listed on IMDb. Is it really? In fact, it's ranked number eight. The Truman Show, they're, they're classifying as sci-fi? I don't... Episode one of Star Wars, 99, Stargate, which I liked the movie Stargate. Galaxy uh, Starship Troopers. 
Star Trek Generations, which was a good film. Contact with Jodie Foster. Oh, my God. According to IMDb... Okay, never mind, never mind. Apparently, these are not in apparent order. But on, out of a scale of 1 to 10, The Arrival got a 6.3. Woo! That's not great. I mean, if you were in school, that'd be a failing grade. Demolition Man got a 6.6. Yay, Taco Bell. That's not a great movie either. Hey, bullshit. I disagree. They've got Mars Attacks at a 6.3 also. Mars Attacks leaves the arrival in the dirt. Mars Attacks is awesome cinema. Mars Attacks, I think, is on the list here. Oh, it is not. Event Event Horizon is a 6.7. That came out in '97. I can I can see where Event Horizon got that that rating. Event Horizon was a great concept, and I think it had some great visuals. I think the plot was a little weak. Oh man, they said Predator Two's only got a six point three. Predator Two, Star Trek, yeah, and Star Trek Insurrection got a six point four. Whoever did this was high. Insurrection. That was the last Star Trek, right? The last next-gen Star Trek? Uh, no, no. no. Insurrection's the one with the joystick and Rikers flying the ship, and they got the planet of youth. Oh, my God, and that got a 6-4? Yeah. Oh, man, that should have been like the fours. Contact got a 7-4. Gattaca got a 7-8. Contact got a 7-4? Who's smoking crack over there? Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country got a 7-2. I can see that. Starship Troopers got a 7-2. Back to the Future 3 got a 7-4. What? Iron Giant got a solid 8. I like Iron Giant. Iron Giant's good. It is. What about Waterworld? You guys should put that on your list. Waterworld. No, he's not going to do it because I like Waterworld and he doesn't. Do it. You're never too young to start smoking. So is, I guess Waterworld, by our definition of sci-fi, would classify because it's a post-apocalyptic movie. As would The Postman. Uh, as would The <laughs> Postman, technically. Listen to him. The, oh, God, the Kevin Costner. Ah, uh, no. If it was that baseball thing, you'd watch it. You'd like hey, it. Hey, Field of Dreams was a great movie. See, see. My that God. Baseball thing. You say it was such that, that, venom. You support the Yankees. Right. That's just wrong. What? That's just wrong. You and I are done. <laughs> hey, it's not like I said I'm a Red Sox fan. Oh, well, yeah, you'd have to sleep with one eye open if you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I don't keep up with the ball of bases. All right, Waterworld. Although I did have a hot dog in the Astrodome when I was young. So uh, another one that might be entertaining as far as uh, wondering why you wasted your time would be uh, The Giver. No. No? No No Giver? No. So Waterworld and The Postman are on the list, but they are attributed to Rob because he brought the (laughs) list. (laughs) I wouldn't have put them on the list. We could do those shows right now. Jason, what'd you think of Waterworld? Sucked. I thought it was entertaining. Next movie. 
<laughs> Red, what'd you think of the postman? Oh, I loved it. It was great. There's nothing like eating mule in the morning. Sucked. There you go. See? Now we'll we'll get into them. You know they're three hours long, but because no, they're three hours long for you. I own copies. Because you know, actually, I I don't, Kevin Costner uh, can't make a short fucking movie. I don't think too many people can these days, anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, the movies have been getting a, a lot little of them longer. Are pushing but... Two hours average. Well, I mean, two hours average, I don't think, was a big deal up until I think movies started getting shorter, what, in the early 80s and through the 90s. And then I just got used to an hour and a half. Yeah. So hour and a half average movie wasn't the norm until around the 80s. Well, yeah, but before that, we also had intermission and you could smoke in the lounge of the movie theater. Right. They'd put up that little cartoon, let's go down to the concession, get a dancing hot dog. Okay. They don't do that anymore. You just got to sit. You can get up. There's nobody. There's Squirming no in your own belt. urine. Yeah, but they don't pause it. Well, I am the reason Redbox exists. Don't drink a fucking 64-ounce Coke and then expect to have your bladder move through a three-hour movie. Don't make me watch a three-day fucking movie with only a 15-minute drink. How much fucking Coke do you need in three hours? Apparently more than my bladder can hold. <laughs> Rob, what say you on? Bladders. Bladders. We're talking bladders. bladders. Keep I up. thought we were doing sci-fi. Ooh, Galaxy Quest got a 7.3. Uh, yeah, put that bad boy on there. There's nothing wrong with a little sci-fi and a little comedy. I think Galaxy Quest is already on here. Oh, double man. Check. And you guys chose The Arrival over Galaxy Quest? We don't. It's, it's random. random. I don't think it's random. You've I listened mean, to the show, right? I mean, uh, yes, I have, but... Yeah, Galaxy it's, Quest it's, is on here. You've got, you've got Jason, who has control of the list, and Red picks a number, and it just miraculously ends up being the shittiest shows possible every week. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's you're fixed. making me feel like, hey, this is not my honeymoon. I don't need to feel this inadequate. <laughs> I think today I got women all over the city that can make me feel yeah, like be, shit. I don't need because your what I wanted to do was watch the fucking arrival. That's all you talked about all weekend. Was ooh, it's time to watch. Uh, you passed. No, no, no. Up. You, West were you feeling neglected, Rob? Incorrect. Were you feeling neglected? Inflection there. It was. Uh, I gotta watch the arrival. Oh, uh, because it really sounded like you lost a nut when you said. Ugh, earlier. I yeah. Mean, you, you well, said, how do you sound if you lose a nut? I mean, if I lose one of my nuts, I'm no, going to no, not say like joy or lose. I'm saying you just, you know, busted a nut. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We don't talk like that. I know. On this podcast, oh, Rob. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I I find that offensive. I apologize. Then why? In 30 years, I'm when you run for office, I'm bringing this up. <laughs> Sweet. And then they're going to wonder why we watched The Arrival and question all oh, yeah, of our Oh, yeah, just sanities. watching The Arrival makes you ineligible to run for public office. Is that what it does? <laughs> it should. It really should. That's funny. Now we're slowly but surely culling through all the shitty movies and, and shows on the list. There's plenty more. You know, every from. episode I ask Red if he would like to just pick from the list instead of running random. You know what he says? I. You know what he says? I, I, I say let it ride. Let it ride. Yeah. let it ride. He is that fucking gambler 
I am that guy. I am the reason Vegas is successful. He rolls the dice. I've never even been to Vegas. Have you not? He just sends the nope. money. That's all he does. You told me we we're going to put that on the bucket list. <laughs> he, so when I get bladder cancer or something, you know, you can take me there. Well, you don't need to get bladder cancer to for me to take you there. That's why it's a bucket list. Oh, <laughs> you're going to need a bucket? Yeah, pretty much. Actually, I want to go to Vegas not to gamble. I want to try some of those restaurants you both told me about. The restaurants there, uh, I hear, are pretty good. There are some good ones. That's the only uh, good thing about going to Vegas on a business trip. The well, that and you can't go cool without stuff. getting some damn bait. You got to go to the dams, get some damn bait for some damn fishing. I'm not catching that reference. I, Vegas vacation. Oh, Randy oh, Quaid. Yeah, yeah. I think I've only seen Take that. Take the damn tour so you can get some damn bait, do some damn yeah. fishing. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've only seen Randy that Quaid like is science fiction. Oh, my God. The man's living, breathing sci-fi. Well, he was in Independence Day, but I can't think of another sci-fi movie he was in. Just watch some of the last interviews where he went well, to I mean, Canada. Well, I mean, yes, he is living sci-fi. That's what I'm saying. He's kind of a, a study of the DSM-5. Yeah. Bless his heart. But, yeah, I really enjoyed his character on the Lampoon movies. Those were cute. Well, so. Ooh, is it time for awards? I think it's time to, uh, to come up with some award stuff. All right. Well, let's get the cherry out here and let him do yeah, his Rob. first little inputs. Oh, we uh we give out awards every every episode since about what 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 was it about the fifth sixth episode? I don't remember when we started this. I want to say five or six when we started the Purple Hippo, but we started doing the regular awards from the very beginning. Was it? Okay. Well, we smoke and we drink. Well, I smoke. I mean, let me see. <laughs> let me let me go back to episode one notes. It's been twenty eight episodes. Can you believe we've done? 28 of these fucking things no oh wow Seems looking like at my forever. notes for episode one they are so sparse dude there's four lines they're so sparse look at that they're efficient efficient yeah they are i have no fucking clue what i'm doing not that i know what the fuck i'm doing now but yeah i really had no fucking clue what i was doing then you're too hard on yourself let rob do that <laughs> i don't want anything hard from Rob on me. <laughs> well, we just need to look at those uh, big wet balls from uh, <laughs> the arrival again. <laughs> and how one of them was frosty. And how he fondled them. All right, Rob. So we give out awards, awards uh, during our podcast. Uh, the first one that we give out is the Black Lung Award. So that's uh, typically somebody or something that uh, epitomized, you know the smoking aspect of smoking and drinking in space. Uh, the next one is the Head Lush Award, which is our drunken aspect of smoking and drinking in space. And then we give out two other awards, the Player Award and the Purple Hippo Award, the Player Award being someone or something that kind of, you know, uh, how would you describe that, Red? Kind of got sexy on us or... The Purple Hippo? No, the, the Player. Oh, the Player Award. The player award is, you know, definition of a player, you know. And so if somebody gets a lot of action time or is at least trying really hard, then uh, I usually go that route. 
Sometimes I get a bit esoteric with it, but for the most part, it's usually the obvious, blatant, how you doing? How you doing? Gotcha. And then the Purple Hippo Award is a fairly recent award um, that we give out to someone who kind of experience things outside the normal realm of senses or sensory experience. So, um, yeah. Okay. So we'll start with the black lung award. Who, who would you, or what would you give a black lung award to? And, and well, there wasn't a whole lot of smoking going on except for when the aliens got cut, then they were they were steaming and smoking all the time. Oh yeah, that's so right. Nice. You could do yeah. that. Or um, I was also thinking of maybe during the um, the liquid nitrogen sequence, you know, when uh, they were all inhaling that good stuff and uh, uh, just Not bad. getting all nice and smoky. I'd, all right, yeah? my black lung award goes to Terra Firma. Terra Nothing Firma. but pollution. That's okay. That's a good one. I like that. Oh, yes. Just breathe it in deep. Enjoy the burn. So you're giving it to the world. Well, yeah. Okay. They're doing in 10 what we were doing in 100. They're a lot more efficient than we are. So, but give us time. Non filter, non filtered factories. Right, right. Got to snap those filters off the end. Get that, <laughs> get that full you know tar experience. So my Black Lung Award is a little more literal than either one of yours. Um, so my Black Lung Award is going to uh, the Mexican radio station that Charlie Sheen sought out and uh, ended up burning to the ground the day before he made it out there. So, Well, you could argue possibly because of the smoldering the day of. Or the day of, that's right. Could have been. So that's going to be my black lung. Uh, my head lush award uh, for this uh, episode, I have Zane, and for some fucking reason, I don't remember why I made... Oh, because he and the doctor uh, were having beers that night, and then he drunkenly run over, ran over an alien. So that's, uh, that's why he's getting my head lush award. You know, drunken vehicular manslaughter. Right, right. Oh, that was mine. Yeah. Yeah, that's about the only... Uh, Manslaughter, that's where I was going to yeah. go. I was going to give it to the doctor, but when, when I saw that he was... I mean, I remember when it happened, I'm like, okay, there's my, there's my, there it is. Uh, but when he actually uh, killed somebody and got charged with it, I had to flip because I was going to give it to the doctor, the, the climatologist. Right. But when he actually got charged with drinking and killing, I'm like, all right. Yeah, what threw me off on that, though, was the fact that the alien died after he moved two feet. Like, the car barely moved when he hit him. <laughs> and, and, right. and, the, and the alien went flying, like, quite a distance. And somehow They don't died. like cold. He had the AC on. Ah, that's what it is. <laughs> well, who's your, uh, who's your head less going? Uh, I'd say about the same thing. I kind of agree. It was either going to be the doctor or... Uh, but your explanation with the with Zane in the car makes a whole lot more sense. So Zane gets unanimous head lush. Yeah, Zane's for, unanimous on that. Yeah. Well, DWI. that that and Charlie Sheen's reputation just kind of oh, well, brings yeah. it on there. And the player award. Yeah. 
And the player award. Who's your player award? Uh, you know, I would have to go with uh, Zane's girlfriend, you know, because they, they did it. And then, you know, she's so smooth that she comes out there at the beginning of the movie. And uh, Bear, Bear is the day she was born and just pats off Zane like it's no big deal. Like, good job, Tiger. You know, <laughs> good job, Tiger. And then walks. He right ascribes back in. dialogue to toweling off. Nice. Yeah, and then walks right back on in. Like I've never nothing. been called Tiger once in my life. Now I've got something to live up to. Well, but you purr like I need a to just take my wet flesh around women and see who's going to call me Tiger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't do that. You you would think Zane would be the player, but he he ain't got no game. I mean, that was obvious when he couldn't close. Ain't got no. Yeah, he oh, could. The negatives. I know. The negatives. Right? He couldn't close with the uh, with the uh, cow fart doctor. Wow. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't. He doesn't have game. He was in emotional turmoil. He was the man was hurting. Yeah, he was hurting for some kind of social skills. Now, if the doctor had had some towels, be all over then. Sand scorpions, but well, who's got your player award? Oh, my player award. I'm kind of wondering if we shouldn't just change it over to we just call it the Zane Award. I mean, it's Charlie Sheen. I. So no, he's he's not getting my player award. My player award actually goes to Dr. Green in this movie because she did pretty much everything except for, you know, accost him and strip him down in the hall to invite Well, in him today's in. climate, isn't that the way you actually get approval? No, no, no. Don't Okay. Don't get all extreme. <laughs> There's a contract here. Could you sign this? We'll get it notarized. Okay. No. I mean, if he had, you know, thrown her down and forced his tongue down her throat, then yeah, that that's probably crossing a line. Not and, in the 90s. And by probably, I mean definitely crossing a line. <laughs> or at least a trachea. Or at least a trachea. But no, so she's she's actually getting my player award for basically just doing everything she except She was being for a slut. She was she not was a being slut. a slut. She was just she was a slut. She was giving him plenty she of She died because she tried to commit fornication. A righteous God stepped in and dealt her judgment. You're, That's you're right. You're right. He basically prevented an abortion is what happened. He did. Yep. He did. <laughs> Rob's over here shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> the tangent that you go on, you go from she's a player to nope, we're preventing abortion. <laughs> <laughs> it's not murder, it's proactive defense. Okay, let's see if that holds up in court. Courts. Look, you get rid of a. We tick don't need on the courts, body, we right? got public opinion. Courts require evidence. <laughs> evidence. All we need is opinion. They're two different things. I keep she telling you She turned me into a newt. I got better. So Dr. Green gets my player. Uh, my purple hippo, I'm going to give that to Zane. Not only... Oh, me too. Because me too, but why? Not only because Zane as a character basically experienced things that, you know, no, no other human had experienced before by going down into the bowels of... An erection having alien power plant, 
Um, he actually changed faces using tech, uh, yes. alien technology, so he was living another life. But Charlie Sheen, as a person, also pretty much <laughs> epitomizes uh, the the Purple Hippo Award. Um, if I didn't like the name so much, I'd want to change it to the Charlie Sheen Award. Uh, yeah, no, we're not changing the, t- the Charlie Sheen Award. <laughs> but I do like the Purple Hippo Award better. But yeah, I'm with you there 100%. I hate to say it, but agreed. So I think this is the first time I've ever actually given a double award or two awards to one one character. But I believe you're right. Uh, uh, I'd have to go with Sheen as well, but mine was more for the, uh, uh, you know, he was standing there looking up at the sky and the galaxy was right there in his face. <laughs> Yeah, he was in the planetarium. Yeah, well, no, I don't even no, think it was the he planetarium. He was not in a planetarium. He was, he was, he was out there. No, 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 that's what it looked yeah. like. It looked like he was in a planetarium. Yeah. And then and then it cuts to looking at him down, and nope, there's fucking grass there. He's yeah. tripping. <laughs> He's tripping balls. That's what I saw. Well, I mean, Rob, we, she's there's also a name. felon award we could give him. What's that? He stole a lot of satellite dishes. That's a lot of free cable. That is a lot of free cable. I'm I'm still trying to figure out how a measly scientist like that can afford all that equipment. Radio Shack. Uh, apparently. Well, okay. It was the 90s. Things were a lot cheaper back in the 90s than they were now. I'm still wanting to know. Except computer memory. <laughs> I'm still wanting to know how he converted commercial terrestrial satellites into some kind of radio telescope. Fiber optics. Oh, yeah, that's right. He just ran some fiber optic cable. Fixes everything. Yeah. And Twizzlers. And Twizzlers. I, I really also liked, you know, his little uh, uh, attic setup. You know, he's got all this fancy equipment, yet he can't afford to have real lights. He has to have those little things that you hook on a, on a wire. <laughs> you know, you knock your head on it, it's going to fall off. Or It's like, really? I always wondered about those lights. If you, like, touch both of the leads at once, do you get, like, electrocuted? It, typically, those things are running off of DC. Oh, uh, okay, uh, okay. At least all the kinds that I've seen. Uh, you know, you're see, guys. If you're not, if you aren't aware of this, if you haven't figured this out yet, for the listeners, these two actually know electrical gobbledygook shit. They know computers. I'm just entertainment. So see, yeah, yeah, they're really are. being mean, critical. This is hateful, critical. No, I just thought you it was be funny. nicer. These are all. You the, should be nicer. These are all the comments I was making during the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I I, you, I couldn't have watched the movie with you two. Techno fobs over there. Damn. I mean, we got into a serious argument about how fiber optic can change uh, TV stations into a satellite dish uh, or into into (laughs) space satellite stuff. You know. Well, they also make neat night lights. They'll wiggle around if you if you move them. All right. Well, I think we're to Uh, the part of the show where we we actually we only did three. No, we did four. We did four. Yeah, we did four. Oh. Um, it's it's just for that basic arithmetic. You just add one plus He's one. He's great plus with one electronics, one. not so much with the math. I can math. Yeah. It's, it's okay. not hard. Oh, speaking of drinking in cans, I was in the package store and I wanted to try this stuff. What I've been enjoying today is this blue liqueur called Hypnotic. Ooh. Interesting. Not a huge fan, but it was a small bottle. Didn't cost a lot, but I was told it was, you know, awesome. And I said, that's all right. I think it'd be okay if you mixed it with some spiced rum. But while I was in the store, I saw two different 
uh, vodkas. I should have uh, had my smartphone with me, but I don't carry it very often. Uh, there was one that both, one came from Austria, one came from Poland, I think. One came in a can like lighter fluid would. Uh, <laughs> that's scary. Are you sure it wasn't and lighter then the fluid? Positive. And you could either pick a red can or a black can. And then there was one that looked, it was either a white, it looked like a miniaturized, about the size of a football, uh, fuel drum, <laughs> ah. metal. One was white, one was black, and there, there was vodka. So people are advertising that their vodka tastes like gasoline now? I, I guess so. I guess Gross. so. Or at least some form of petroleum. And they were, they were mid-shelf. Gross. Yeah, so that's all right. I still got my time seven. <laughs> all right, so we've got... I think I'm going to have that till next year. You might have that pass next year. You might just uh, put that... Hey, I could, clean the, I could clean the lawnmower. Yeah. You don't what know. What I was going to say is you could probably use that as fuel for your lawnmower. I think it'd throw my lawnmower apart. <laughs> it's too high octane. Yeah, I think I'm just going to use it to scrub down the housing. All right, so we've got, thanks to our additions today, we have got 109 titles on the list. Jesus. It's never going to end. Never going to end. Are you looking for it to end? There is no light at the end of the Are tunnel. Are you looking for it to end? No. So you need to pick a number. No, no, no. Not me. Well, Rob's sitting here Not looking me. at this list. So I, he's going to have to pick it. Rob number. can turn his pointed little head. I, I can't read it from over here. Turn your pointy little head. We'll let the junior guess. You need to pick a number between 2 and 109. Or 108. Yeah, 109. 2 and 109. Between 2 and 109. Or 110, sorry. Make up your mind. <laughs> I don't know. I can't math. Oh, bad, yeah, it? between two and one ten. All right, let's go with. Uh, well, you know, I'm going to be a dork. Forty two, because it's the answer to 42. life, nice. the universe, and nice. everything. It is. Oh, and this one's going to be a fun one. It's not a great movie, but it's a fun movie. And that's our show, guys. Thanks for joining you. We'll be sure and fill you in on all the details about the fun movie. It's going to be awesome. Just you wait. Uh, it will be. Oh, uh, yeah. I see what you're searching up. Not. Oh, wait. That's not that it. is not what I thought you were doing. Do the other one. That's what you're supposed to do after you stop the recording. It, do my eyes deceive me? Are you looking up? Yes, you are. It's going to be fun. So See next, you next week. time. Next week, we're going to discuss a movie about a spaceship that arrives in Arizona in 1873 to take over the Earth, starting with the oh, Wild no. West region. A posse of cowboys and natives are all that stand in their way. This one was directed by John Favreau, our favorite director of Iron Man, uh, Iron Man 2 and 3. Uh, it also stars Daniel I, I Craig, like Harrison Ford, and Olivia Wilde. It is 2011's Cowboys and Aliens. Yeehaw! <laughs> See, Red. So this will be a fun one. That's how you pick a movie. That's how you do it. You're right. I would have guessed. I would have guessed just just for fun. See what it would have been. I would have guessed 97. 97. 
Oh, 97 would have been a good one. It might have been a little hard to find, but it is an excellent movie. So 97 would have been the Andromeda strain. Oh, fuck, yeah. You can YouTube that easy. It's like two ninety nine. And I think there's a there's a modern remake about it too, but um, there is, but it doesn't really compare. Yeah, yeah, the original is really good. So, oh yeah, absolutely. So it would have been a win win, but I'm looking forward to Cowboys and Aliens. Cowboys and Aliens. So next week, Cowboys and Aliens. Um, hope you join us. Please let your friends and family and anybody else who you know likes sci-fi know that. Uh, We'll be doing that next week, and they can also check out our fine strangers on the street of episodes on smoking and drinking in space.com. Our intro and outro. Go to your huh? Go to your mother-in-law's house and spray paint it on her car. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Our intro and outro music is "Welcome Home" by Cambo. Pod crawl music is "Snack Mix" by Machette. You could just spray paint it on her. <laughs> if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podchaser, and Blueberry. You can leave us feedback at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com, on Twitter at Sadis underscore podcast, or email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. I'm Jason. Ask her to move in. Don't do that. <laughs> I've been Jason. This is Red. And I'm Rob. And we'll talk to you next week.